Hello, film lovers, and welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. The Films I Love Most podcast is recorded live with live messaging. So sometimes people do message in with very inappropriate comments. We can't help that. It's just the general public. So if you hear something that is offensive or rude, we try our best to put a stop to it, but it might just sneak through. So I do apologize for that. But anyway, let's move on. Enjoy this episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. Hello film lovers and welcome to the place where anything can happen. Yes, hold on to your hats. It's time for the Films I Love Most podcast live. Working. Yeah. How are you doing? Did you forget? No, I pressed. I pressed answer, and it just wasn't doing it. It wasn't like connecting, so I had to end it. Oh god! Bloody stereo! Bloody stereo! <laughs> Here Good we go deal. then. I've never seen Harry Potter free. A prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. I'm very intrigued to know to know what that message meant. <laughs> what message? And you're like, hmm, don't rate it. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't rate it. I just have some um, some issues with it. But I, it's a group. Don't don't. Okay, we'll get we'll get into the nitty gritty of this. But there was something really missing for me in the move in the film, like really missing. I think was it what I think the problem was that it's too simplistic. I was expecting a lot more sort of twists and turns. But especially with the time travel thing, I think the time travel element of it was way too easy. They didn't really hit any sort of snags with the time travel bit. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm just spoiled. It's, by, it's magic. Um, like it's not meant to be problematic. Yeah, I just found it really, like, I, I don't feel like they put any effort in at all to solve this one. <laughs> I felt like they could have done it in their sleep. Well, I did tell you it was Hermione that was going to save the day. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Mm. And, and instead of having, which I thought was really interesting, you know, last week I was complaining that they took Hermione out of the action for quite a large chunk of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this time they did it to Ron. Is the next one Harry going to be laid up? Um, no, <laughs> not at all. No, but um, yeah, I thought the the idea, the I mean, it, it feels like a completely different franchise now. Do you know what it, I mean? Have you noticed how much darker it was? Like, well, not. It wasn't. I mean, they sort of 
smacked you over the head with it how much darker it was because everything was darker, including the cinematography. Yeah. I don't think the sun yeah. came out once in Hogwarts <laughs> that year. Only when, only when Buckbeat was around. <laughs> yeah, literally, they it was um, the whole thing was dark and grey. There was like yeah. there was none of that sort of childlike, you know, antics going on. You know, the bits when. Ron is grabbing Hermione's hands and everything. It's obvious that they're all growing up and going through puberty, and you know, I mean, is it is it me or you know, were they alluding to the 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 reason why Hermione was in such a pretty bad mood for the whole thing because of puberty kicking in? Well, no, she was she was tired because she was living a double life, wasn't she? Like. Well, yeah, I think it was hinted at a little bit because, um, you know, Ron's just like, oh, bloody hell, girls, bloody hell. How did she do that? How did she do that? All right, Ron, we get it. How did she do it? We get it. She keeps bobbing into the class. <laughs> I mean, I wish I, I, I wish I had that ability in school. Yeah, I'd fast forward to the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Three o'clock. Bye. See ya. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I, I thought the opening sequence was brilliant when he's at home with his family who are still arseholes. Am I going to yeah. be saying that every, every single week? Still arseholes. No. Well, okay. to be fair, we don't... Are the Dursleys in it now? Is that it? Are we, are we done with the Dursleys? Well, the, I, I the, the, minute again. the aunt, the aunt um, played by Pam Pam Ferris, who I love as an actress. Anyway, she was um, she was oh, what's the name from Matilda, the teacher? Oh yeah, Mrs. Uh, Trunchbull. Yeah. Mrs. Trunchbull. Yeah. I only her, noticed yeah. that yesterday. But it was the first yeah. time I noticed it. I was like, is that Mrs. Trunchbull? <laughs> Yeah, it is Miss Trunchbull. Only for a very short time, but she made an impact. I thought that whole sequence was great. Yeah, very obviously, funny. like I mentioned before, the reason why I was really looking forward to this one is because it was directed um, by Alfonso Cuaron, who is one of my favourite directors. He directed mm-hmm. a film called Children of Men that you've got to see. It's absolutely brilliant. And he also directed Roma, which won an Oscar. And the film Gravity with um, oh, Sandra yeah. Bullock and... I've seen that. George Clooney, yeah, he directed yeah, that too. I've seen that. It's a good film. Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, the kids have made a massive jump in their in their aging, haven't they? Like, it's diff- It's hard to think that like two years ago they were like squeaky little mice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, like Ron is the most noticeable. Harry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so funny. <sighs> so funny. He's like voices breaking left, right, and centre. Uh, there are some really nice, mag- like really nice character moments in it. Like when the boys are playing that game where they're putting the the thing in their mouth and they're making the different animal noises. Oh, that is yeah. such a thing that thirteen-year-old <laughs> boys would do. I know I love that I mean? scene. I wish I could buy them. Like in my a, life. yeah, it's a real like sort of bonding moment for the boys, you know, because you can just imagine, you know, them doing that and uh, yeah. starting to talk about girls a little bit and. You know stuff like that, but um, and also I really liked the bit when um, when Ron was having the nightmare and he sat up and was like, oh, 
Yeah, and then just went back straight to sleep. <laughs> and Harry's just like, well, tell him no, Ron. And I thought that was a really nice little thing as well. Yeah. But I don't have much of an issue to the point where when I was watching it, it felt like this film was over and done with very, very quickly. I feel like J.K. Rob, when she was writing this one, she she sort of knew what was coming, but knew what she mm-hmm. had to do with this with this story. And therefore, she added in the time travel sort of element to it to bulk the story up a little bit. And I felt that watching the film as well. I felt like the time travel element had been put in to bulk the film up because there wasn't much story there. And it's not because there, there isn't... There is, but it's not because there isn't much story in Harry Potter. It's because she didn't want to put too much in this film because she knew what was coming in later books. So I just feel like she held back massively with the story and therefore had to create a whole other element to bulk that story up in this movie. And I, I really felt that with the time travel. I do feel like it is a bit of a, a story piece that the prisoner of Azkaban, because obviously we learn about Sirius Black you know, we learn a bit more about Harry's parents dying, like. Yeah, and if we just got down to the nitty gritty straight away, we could have learned all of that information probably in an hour movie. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, important that we learn about, you know, um, the Dementors, Harry's now having yeah. to start learning extra spells and learning about dark He's good at one stuff, spell so. now. <laughs> the, um, the, the most powerful wizard in the world is good at one spell. Yeah. He is. <laughs> but, um, I just feel it was, the story was bulked out by the time travel went. That just, it didn't really come to anything. It sort of ended very abruptly. You know, you've got serious black of flying off on the back of the uh, of the beast, which I, was was fine, but I just felt, I just, I don't know, there was something missing for me. There was something more, a bit more of a complexity to that time travel thing, maybe. Maybe something extra could have gone wrong, because I felt like in during that time travel sort of part of the film, everything went quite smoothly, apart from them being attacked a couple of times. But, yeah, but I mean, I suppose it's just a look back on what actually happened and how that first play out kind of worked. Yeah. It felt a li- just a little bit gimmicky to me. I felt like the movie could have done without it. And they could have, we could have spent a little bit more time with maybe Sirius Black, maybe some m- more time with the Dementors, maybe, you know, like Sirius Black could have gone... Like there could have been more sort of character elements with like Snape and stuff. I know that's probably all coming up, but I just felt like I needed it in this film because it's from such a good director who's who doesn't direct any of the other films now. That this this is his only one. I was like, no. I just felt a little bit unsatisfied at the end, and that freeze frame at the end of Harry flying into the camera on his buddy new thing was. I'm, I'm going to have words with Alfonso about that. That's a bit too dodgy for me. <laughs> I mean, it, when is it Harry going like to learn? Someone's arm had sat on the pause button. <laughs> when is Harry going to learn not to play Quidditch? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, Hogwarts still is a school that should not be open because they have no, <laughs> like, 
I'm going to say this every week. They have absolutely no tile protection whatsoever. Oh, oh by the now. way, guys. Yeah, by the way, guys, just to let you know, there's these things called dementors <laughs> flying around the school. And you can't reason with them. If you bump into one, it's probably going to kill you. But it's fine. Just get on with your everyday life. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm going home. I know, oh, yeah. Well. I'd be up near Hogwarts Express straight back home. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the parents. Bad parenting. Dear, did you know there's dementors flying around Hogwarts? Get our children home now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was just like, that speech. Okay, well, let's talk about new Dumbledore. He's a lot okay. more... He's a lot more energetic, isn't he? Yeah. Much, much more brusque and loud and, and yeah. you know, forthcoming. I quite like that, Harry. though, because it's not like it's a replacement. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not trying to do what old Dumbledore was doing. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no. As soon as he came in and did that speech, I was like, okay, Dumbledore's back. This is, this is Dumbledore. But I do yeah. miss the husky bones of Richard Harris. I'd be, uh, you know, talking like he's trying to conserve as much breath as possible. I do miss that a little bit. I know, but... Gambon no. just comes in and goes, all right, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I'm <laughs> He just comes firing through the door. Which, you know, fair enough, if that's how he wants to do it. I suppose I've got to get used to it, because he's going to be in every film from now on. Yeah. But I do miss the husky tone of Richard Harris a little bit. I know, but there's nothing we can do about that, because... R.I.P. <laughs> I know that. Well, you know, we can't we'll change it. Spell, bring him back. Uh, no. Back no. Flick, flick that thing, go back. I wish we could, but... No. No. Um, um, ask me a question. Um, what did you think of um, Malfoy. I mean, this is interesting because um, he's not as hard as he was in the other films. I feel like they've they've turned him a little... He was a bit of comic relief in this film, which I didn't quite like because I feel like he's a really good antagonist for Harry Potter. But every time sort of he got in a situation that was a little bit risque, he was like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can I can understand that to do that maybe once, you know, maybe in the scene when Hermione punched him. But he just <laughs> like like I don't see how like anyone could take him seriously now. I, I feel like he's become a little bit of the uh, the comic element of, of the film, which I was a bit yeah. sort of, oh, okay because he was I mean, actually just... quite a big threat before. Yeah, but I think it's just showing that he's like, especially when you kind of find out more about his dad as well. Like, he's just trying to live up to the family. But he's just a bit of a wet wipe. He is a wet wipe. And um, a replacement, he's... Okay, so there's him and the two, like, oafs that kept, like, walk around with him, right? Yeah, crab and boy. one of... Yeah, one of them was in it when it was in everything with him. But then there was another one that was only in sort of one scene and he was replaced by somebody else. Well, I don't get what you mean, like. So the two original boys, his mm-hmm. two original sort of, you know, followers. Um, yeah. Both of both of them were sort of in the first scene with him in Prisoner of Azkaban, but then in the latter, later scenes, um, it was only sort of 
uh, one of them and a completely different boy? Like, you didn't see the other boy again. Like, is there a reason for that? Did the actor leave? Did the actor... I've never noticed there? that. Yeah, I don't know. I've been with Malfoy the whole time. It's a different actor. Completely, completely you never noticed that? Boy, yeah. So, Crab and Boyle are with Malfoy at the beginning of the film. Mm. But then, like, which is it the fat one or the skinny one that changes? Uh, the skinnier one doesn't come back. No? no? Ben's never noticed it either. Yeah, yeah. It's, um... You got a good eye. <laughs> yeah, well, I was... Because I'm, you know, having watched the films quite closely together... Mm. You know, you sort of get used to seeing certain characters in certain scenarios, but in this scenario, he just wasn't there. And um, I don't know if I've not noticed that. Yeah, just something about that scene when uh, Hermione punches Malfoy. So in, in the script originally, it was Hermione was going to slap him, opposed to like punching him. But during the mm. rehearsal for the scene, uh, Tom Felton uh, told Emma Watson to slap him. However. Um, he had intended for her not to actually hit him and thus was taken by surprise when Emma smacked him hard across the face as hard as she could. Uh, Emma said she felt bad about it afterwards and didn't know what she was thinking. So she actually did proper go for it. Good. Good on her. <laughs> you know, like imagine being be Emma Watson at that age getting to smack a boy. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what's going on backstage. Maybe she had a crush on him. And then she's Maybe. slapping him hard around the face. Maybe she didn't like him but, um, in real life. <coughs> like we, we spoke about this last week, but Ian McKellen was offered the role of Dumbledore, having mm-hmm. like appeared as like um in Lord of the Rings. But he said I had enough trouble living up to one legend, two would have been too much to hope for. And he also stated that it would have been inappropriate to take Richard Harris's role as the late mm-hmm. actor had called McKellen a dreadful actor. <laughs> yeah, and I was spoke about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, bitchy. <laughs> all yeah. right. All right. Well, I thought the, right. um, the one story element, which was pretty obvious, was the whole uh, Professor Lupin being a wolf, as Lupin is, yeah. is wolf in Spanish, I believe. I know it's Lou in uh, French, but I think Lupin... Uh, is in Spanish, I believe, uh, for wolf. So it was a bit like, okay, he's a wolf. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> from that scene when um, Snape's doing defence against the dark arts, then it's obvious from there, really, isn't it? Well, it, well, it's also, yeah, what, when he's turning the uh, the bogger or whatever it is into things they fear? No, when Snape comes and takes over from Lupin's job because he's not working. Yeah, even previously to that though, when he's doing mm. the uh, the boggart thing, um, when he looks the boggart and it turns into a thing that he fears, it turns into the moon. Oh yeah, and you're like, oh okay, yeah, he's definitely a wolf. Hundo P. Hundo P. What did you think about um, Marauder's map? Yeah, is that gonna is that gonna play a big part in the future? Does it feature again? It doesn't, does it? No. Really? No. You think that would become a huge asset to to them knowing where everybody is at, at any given time? No, I think the whole point of it was just because of Peter Pettigrew, wasn't it? Like, because of that, obviously yeah. that scene where Harry's in bed and he sees Peter Pettigrew and he's like, what? 
and he yeah. goes and investigates and doesn't find him. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. If I had one of those, they'd play a big part in my life. Because I'll be looking at it every day going, where is everyone? <laughs> <laughs> well, it got confiscated, didn't it, Sam? No, he, got, he gave it back. Oh, yeah. Mr. Loop, Professor Lupin gave it back at the end. So oh, yeah. it, isn't, it isn't Harry's, um, Harry's possession. Well, so, I guess have to wait I was, and find out. I was watching very intently because by the end of the <laughs> film, as it, as it was coming in for the last sort of 10 minutes, I was like, oh, what's going to happen now? What twist is going to happen? What's going to happen? And then the film ended. I was like, oh, okay. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was, I, it just ended very abruptly for me. I thought that I thought what was going to happen was that them time traveling may have caused something else to happen. Like, because she was talking about how dangerous it is for wizards to time travel, you know, like the things that you do have to be really, you have to be really careful. I thought that something they may have done may have caused another problem they would have to fix. And nope, nope, it just ended very like, boom, that's the end. Bye bye. Yeah, but it's, it's not the shortest film that they've done. It felt shorter than uh, Chamber of Secrets. I felt like Chamber of Secrets went on for about a week. <laughs> well, no, because um, that's not the longest part. Second, it's a good two hours. It's two hours. Um, let me just have a look. I can't remember what, how long it is. Two hours and twenty-two minutes. It didn't so, feel like that though. No, it was because the story flowed a little bit better, and the mystery was sort of um, drawn out quite a lot. You were learning more information about sort of the Dementors and then obviously there was the whole thing about that that bird thing, horsey bird and you know all that sort of storyline coming together horsey bird <laughs> horsey bird you mean buckbeat yeah, horsey bird buckbeat um, and bless Hadwood so, getting the promotion yeah and he was like you know a kid got nearly got mauled <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't well, his fault. That was Malfoy's like, fault. Well, fault being a cocky little shit. Sort, sort of his. I mean, if you brought, if a teacher brought acid into the class, okay, and put the acid on the desk and and said, right, there you go, kids. Everyone come up and play with the acid. And then a kid got burnt by the acid. It sort of is the teacher's fault for bringing the acid to the class in the first place. Yeah, but he did say like you've got a bow to it, and yeah, Malfoy's a dick. But if you yeah. if you know that you've got a dick like Malfoy in the class, you just don't bring in horsey bed. <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop calling him a horsey Hagrid, <laughs> Hagrid has learned his lesson, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, what I what I did like about it is what I liked about it was what I didn't like about Chamber of Secrets because what What's I thought that? about Chamber of, what I what I thought about Chamber of Secrets was that we were still world-building in Chamber of Secrets. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were still learning about Hogwarts and wizardry and, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff with the teachers. I thought we were still learning about that, but there wasn't enough of that in Chamber of Secrets for me. What I liked about Prisoner of Azkaban is that it's like, right, girl, guys, we've been living in this world now for two years. Uh, let's just get on with the story. There was a couple of, like, moments, you know, with the monster book and, and stuff like that that showed you like little elements of how things work, but they it was about the plot. It wasn't about um, building the world and, and re- 
like repeating itself, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it just it I just like changes completely from this film now. Which is a good thing. Mm. You know, because I think that um I think that needs to because what what I'm seeing is is that sort of Harry Potter the first film, you know, certain kids of a certain age were reading the books and then the, the, those kids of that age were watching the films as well. So the films are maturing with its mm-hmm. audience. Yeah. You know, which I think is a really, really um, clever thing to do. I don't, I can't think of any other fra- long-running franchises that do that. That, like, literally like grow with their audiences. Marvel, in some ways, in some ways, there's, like, make quite huge, quite large changes from the first film to like the till end game, but I think Harry Potter deals with it's it knows that it's got a set audience appealing to and it's growing up with them and I like that. Yeah, I I like that element. Um did you like the fact that Harry thought it was his dad that saved him, but it wasn't, it was Harry that saved himself. Yeah, I don't think he would have thought that if there hadn't been so much talk about his dad. Like, and obviously things like uh, Peter Pettigrew, you know, he was supposedly dead and then he wasn't. So I think that Harry was maybe lulled into this sense of, you know, people who are dead are not dead. So I can I completely understand the wishful thinking of him. But, dude, you're fucking time travelling and you're, you know, it's, it's obvious <laughs> it was you. Come on! <laughs> I know, but I just thought that was nice, like, because everyone always says he looks like it was his a dad. Nice moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice moment. I thought it was mm. quite cute. But what I will say is. Um... Oh, hang on a minute. I had. What I will say is that learning more about Harry's parents, uh, but not actually seeing them was a little bit. Strange. I would have liked to have seen some flashbacks. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> it's really hard to say things without Ben's just smiling at me. Like <laughs> it's really oh. hard to say things like without ruining what's coming. Give it some time, man. <laughs> do we get a lot of flashbacks soon then? <sighs> Maybe they're not dead either. <laughs> no, don't say that. What did he say? He said they're not dead either, but that's not true. <laughs> no. No, I didn't. I said maybe they're not dead either. <laughs> Can't confirm they're dead. <laughs> Could it be possible? Was, um, was James Potter a nice person? No. Harry's dad. Stop <laughs> it. Um, what, what I will say is, I don't there's you're gonna find something out towards the end. Okay. That involves okay. someone that's still living. Right, okay. That's gonna make so a lot of it's... sense about their character. Right, okay. But it involves Harry's mum and dad as well. But that's all I'm gonna say. Right, I do you know what? I'm gonna I, I'm just gonna throw it out here, but I think you might be talking about Snape here because he's been massively underused. He just sort of stomps in, boom, 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 naughty, naughty, you're bad, bill, 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 uh, 
That's like pretty much Snape in this movie. Harry Potter, what are you doing out of bed this late? Harry Potter, <laughs> what are you... Bloody hell, all right. <laughs> Where, how, how are you everywhere? <laughs> you know, you know. I, I guess we'll, uh, we'll find out if it's Snape or not. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what's the next one called? Uh, is it The Order of the Phoenix next? Not oh, Goblet, Goblet of Fire. Fire no. Is it Goblet of Fire? Oh, next? yeah. Oh yeah, Goblet of Fire. Okay, I'm looking for that's that's quite a big book, isn't it? I remember seeing the book and mm-hmm. the book was quite big. I think it's the same um, length as Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh okay. Okay, that's cool. The film's not longer. Yeah, the book is films up. So So um director Alfonso Curon had a, in his contract he was banned from swearing in front of the kids. Like he in his contract, <laughs> like he he could have got fired if he'd sworn in front of the kids. That was in that's like, hilarious. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to do that at all. I think so, um, you really see like the aging up of of them in the next film. Yeah, like you really okay. get a sense that they are getting like to young adults. That's good. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can imagine that the the far, as far as they go with swearing, bloody hell is probably going to be the limit. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Fuck off! And of course, we get to but... meet David Tennant next next week. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know Tennant yeah. was in it. Yep. Thank you for thank you for telling me. I do like a bit of Tennant. Yeah. So um, anyway, here's a funny story for you. So Alfonso Cuaron had the idea that when the Dementors approached the Hogwarts Express, the rain would turn to ice, which I thought was a great scene, by the way. However, yeah. due to his thick Mexican accent, the visual effects team misheard ice for eyes. Uh, they went as far to draft a storyboard which depicted eyes falling from the sky, <laughs> which was presented to a stunned Curon who instantly corrected their mistake. That is really oh, funny. God. Can you imagine if you, like, had drawn that in the storyboard and looked, stood back and went, oh, my God, that's the best work I've ever done. That is the best storyboard I've ever done. And then he comes, comes and company goes, no, 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 eyes. Ice, not ice. <laughs> You're like, ice. dang it. Frozen water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, um, appa- apparently, um, when at the movie premiere, when Hermione punched Malfoy, everybody clapped. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Everyone was on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how um, the actor felt about that who plays Malfoy. I wonder what Tom uh, Fallon, whatever his name is, thought about that. I, I hope that he liked that. He wasn't asked. <laughs> how do you know he wasn't asked? I just said he wasn't asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet he did like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, there was a funny fact there with it. I'm just trying to find it. So... J.K. Rowling has long stated that Professor Lupin is the kind of teacher she wishes that she had when she was a student. He is a good-natured, kind, and available to extract the best in anyone. For example, in spotting Neville Longbottom's lack of confidence and helping him to overcome it by teaching him how to defeat a boggart. That's a quote from 
from the one who we will, we will not mention unless we are reading her name. Yeah. <laughs> she who shall not be named. Yeah. So, I, do, um, I do like that whole sequence with the buggets and like getting to le- like learn the characters like darkest fears like the spider on the roller skates was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh god yeah I would have I could have happily have just had half an hour of every kid having a go. Yeah. But of course Harry's got to come in and ruin the day as usual. Oh my god. All about Harry. If I was at Hogwarts with Harry Potter I'd be like fucking hell. I I would have punched Harry. Not Ralph boy. I'm not getting quality education at all. I might as well be learning from home. I might as well have like COVID teaching right now because I'm getting no teaching done. Because Harry just comes in. Not about me. Yeah. <laughs> the famous Harry so, Potter. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. So director Alfonso Cuaron also had the idea that Harry, Ron and Hermione would wear everyday clothes more often in their Hogwarts uniforms, which I really noticed. I was like, my God, they're hardly wearing their uniforms at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this was in order for them to show more of their characters' personalities. And he also gave the rest of the Hogwarts students permission to wear their uniforms any way they wanted in order to bring a greater sense of realism to the Wizards' school. Hence, some of the students wear their uniform very neatly and others wear their shirts hanging out and their ties loose, etc., etc. Yeah. That was a great idea because, again, it shows, you know, when you get to sort of year nine at school, you are a little bit more lax about your... uh, your uniform and, and sort of the rules, aren't you? Yeah, you so... start giving less of a shit, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, I, um... I know that um, they, didn't, they ought to move to Scotland to film this film. Yeah. Because so much of it was filmed outside. Yeah, and you can tell. I mean, <clears throat> the the pathway from the school going down to, like, Hagrid's hut, my God, mm. it's so freaking steep. I know, every time I see that, I'm like, imagine walking back up that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fun, but my God. Oh, my God. Um, Also, there was nothing else I was going to say. I've got a fact for you. Go on. Um, Harry Melling, um, that plays Dudley, was almost recast in this film because he lost so much weight. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had to wear. He was wearing a fat suit. Was he? Yeah. So he basically got rid of all that puppy fat, then, really. Yeah. And now he was. Yeah. Well, now he's fit, isn't he? Have you seen him recently? No. He's fit now. Really fit. <clears throat> he's like muscle bod and everything. He's like six packs and everything. It's ridiculous. You'd never yeah. think it was him. Is he? Yeah, he is. Um, there was a Could lot he of pick us? I don't know. Maybe. There was a there was a couple of teachers missing in this one. I don't feel like that. Um, oh no. No, 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 no! He's in his dark materials. Yeah. No, not is he in dark materials? Yeah, he's got a cameo in his dark materials. 2019. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong person. Who are we thinking of? Dudley, Dudley. the little kid. Yeah, the kid. He's Sisselman. 
the guy in charge of the port yeah. town of Wales and. Oh, I was thinking of someone else. You're thinking of Neville Longbottom. I'm thinking of Neville Longbottom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I I get those two confused. I'm trying to think what he looks like in Harry Potter now. I can't remember. Literally, the fat kid, Harry's step, Harry's cousin. Oh, oh God, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not realise yeah. that he was wearing a fat suit. Well, yeah, that he was wearing really a fat suit in this film because he'd lost weight. Oh, yeah, he was in he was in um, his dark materials. I remember that. Yeah. He was also in the Queen's Gambit as well, which was a really good Netflix show. Oh, was and it? He was in a film called. Yeah, he was in a film with Tom Holland recently called The Devil All the Time, which is on Netflix, which is um, very dark. Oh, we've, yeah, we've been was recommended to watch that. Yeah, it's a really good film, but it is literally like there's there's no redeeming features. There's like it's so dark, it's unbelievable. You're like, oh, yeah, but we all know that I like I like it dark. Yeah, but by the end of it, you feel like humanity, like, hurry up, global warming. We need they, we need to be get, <laughs> got rid of as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, we need to, we need to, this earth just needs to blow up and then replace with somebody else because we are a terrible people. Um, mm. Where was Professor Flitwick in this film, Catherine? Who? Professor is it Flitwick? The, li- the oh, little Flitwick. one. I thought you said Flitwick. <laughs> Flitwick. Where was he, please? Thank you. I'll answer your question. Um, Didn't see so... him once. Yeah, but there was no In need fact... for a charms teacher, though, was there? Well, why not? He, he would have needed to teach the new kids. Oh, wait, no, is he not? No. Yeah, so no there's a script in this movie makes no mention of Professor Flitwick wanting to keep Warwick in Davis book. involved. He's, he oh. does the orchestra, doesn't he? At the beginning when they're doing double, double, silent, trouble. Yeah, but wanting to keep Warwick Davis involved in the film, Alfonso Cuaron came up with the idea, idea of having him play the, the choir director. Yeah. In, my, um, in Mike Neville, uh, Newell liked the look of the choir director and wanted to keep using it. Therefore, the choir director became Flitwick and um, his new look uh, has been used for all subsequent movies. So there was no mention of him in it at all. He wasn't meant to be in it, but they were like, oh, but we like Warwick Davis, so let's make him the choir director. So Flitwick was just made the the choir director just because they wanted to keep Warwick Davis in the film. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, like teachers that have come, been and gone before him. Yeah, well, I'm not being funny, but they really need to vet the um, the dark art teacher a little bit more. Well, I hate to disappoint you, but we keep on getting new ones and new ones. (laughs) Well, it's getting ridiculous now. New one every year. It's like they're hiring a home economics teacher at a secondary school from prison. Do you know what well, I mean? They go to, we, you know, we need a new home economics teacher. Let's go to prison and choose one. It's because, you know, the, this is what Harry needs to learn. He needs to learn the dark arts. And each teacher has taught him something. So the first one, obviously, was Voldemort. Like, that's that was his introduction to Voldemort. Why, could, why can't Snape be the um, teacher? 
Well, I mean, we all know he wants it. Yeah, I don't understand why he just doesn't do it. I mean, well, it's I crazy think... that they keep bringing in these fucking lunatics. Well, well, I think we might find out why. He, may, he might even get the position one day. He might not. Well, he does. He obviously does due to your tone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're... anything. Well, you know, I might, I might have to do a double watch of two movies at a time so that I can catch up before when we do Deathly Hallows. What do you mean? Well, Deathly Hallows are, are long films, aren't they? I don't fancy watching them back to back. Well, Deathly Hallows is film out of all of them. Okay. All right. Okay. Just do one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Um... I Ask me another question. Well, the thing is, though, I'm just going to say this to you. When you get to the end of the Deathly Hallows Part 1, you will not want to not go on to Deathly Hallows Part 2 because the way that it ends, you're like, what? And I've always said this because I didn't watch the films when they came out in the cinema. And I always said that if I went to the cinema and watched the Deathly Hallows Part 1, I would be so pissed off that I had to wait for Part 2. Yeah. Because of the way that it ends. Oh god, I'm feeling. I feel that with Marvel movies, you know, it's a yeah. bloody pain in the ass having to wait for them. Like after Infinity cliffhangers. War, you had to wait. Yeah, the cliffhanger of Infinity War is probably the biggest cliffhanger in film history, and then you had to wait a whole year for Endgame. So I know how you feel. <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, did you know that during filming, all of the pockets on Tom Felton's robes had to be sewn shut to prevent him from sneaking food on set. <laughs> Big. Yeah, he kept sneaking food on set, so they had to sew up all his pockets. That is so funny. That's That's I know that um, the Dementors were based on J.K. Rowling's um, battle with depression. That's where she got the idea from. Of what, sorry? So the, the, Dementors. the Dementors, yeah, are a visual for J.K. Rowling's depression. That she went through. Yeah. Doesn't mind putting other people through um, through that now, though, does she, really? Just, no. Just, just saying, I'm not diminishing her experiences, but she's all right to uh, to now inflict that onto other people. Just saying. Just um, saying. No hate. <laughs> no, <laughs> just saying. Spilling the tea. Spilling the tea. Um, the bat scene flying around Hagrid's hut were real. The what was I mean? And uh, that the bat flying around Hagrid's hut oh. were real. And Daniel Radcliffe noted that they were they tended to piss everywhere. And the animal trainers who kept the bats under control using fruit um rewards, they um especially enjoyed bananas. Just to let Aww. you know that. So that was cute. But apparently they were pissing all over the cast. <laughs> which is um yeah yeah do you and, know what i find uh, really interesting before um alfonso actually on. like did this movie he had never read any of the harry potter books or watched the two previous movies yeah well i don't think they were very big in mexico no do you know what i mean so like, i think it was a cultural thing uh that he hadn't why well, he hadn't seen them but I think he made a film called Children of Men, 
with Clive Owen and Michael Caine and Julianne Moore, which is probably one of my favourite films of all time. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, has the longest single shot in any film. So when I say single shot, you know, like they they did it, they do it like a play. So from the oh, beginning right, okay. to the end, but it's a war sequence. So there's t- like there's bombs going off, people getting shot, like there's a tank in it. Like you just think to yourself, how the fuck did they do that? There's one bit about three quarters of the way through the sequence where some blood got onto the lens of the camera, but they keep it on there. They don't don't stop to to, to wipe it off because obviously they were doing it as a single shot and they'd nearly finished. So yeah. there's blood all over the camera. It's so good. He's such a, a brilliant, brilliant director. Uh, he's actually one of my favourites. And that film definitely proves that he's great. But um, Christopher Columbus, Chris, not Christopher Columbus, Chris Columbus originally signed on to direct all of the Harry Potter movies. However, he realised that by doing so, he would miss out on seeing his own children grow up. So he decided to pass on directing for subsequent movies. But he stayed on as producer but mm-hmm. went and actively found directors that he liked to direct them. So he was in charge in finding directors, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's quite nice that he didn't want to miss out on his own children growing up. But imagine being his kids and growing up on the set of Harry Potter. Would have loved it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, he said yeah. he did remain on board for this movie as a producer. But after the shooting rap on Prisoner of Azkaban, he ultimately decided to end his involvement in the Harry Potter film franchise. So after this film, he actually has nothing to do with it anymore. Hmm. I mean, you've got to do what you've got to do. Um, I, got did, a little I bit... did quite like... So go on. I've got a little bit of a spoiler for you. It's not a spoiler, spoiler, oh. but... Um, oh, okay. It, um, apparently, J.K. Rowling got goosebumps during several... Um, during filming, the filming of several scenes in The Prisoner of Azkaban because they were, like, foreshadowing to major events that happen in the final two books of the series. So uh, apparently she stated that people are going to look back on the film and think that those were put in deliberately as clues. But Rowling has never revealed which specific scenes she was alluding to, but fans have suggested, and I'm not going to tell you what scenes they've suggested it as. Well, so even after watching the final two movies, people still don't know what scenes she's talking about. They're suggesting, like, but there's a lot of hint hints in this film, like that when you watch the final. Is Ron is Ron killed in the final film by a tap dancing spider? (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I really enjoyed Emma Thompson's character as Professor. Is it? Trelawney, Trelawney. She had. How did she see through those glasses, though? Oh my oh, god, those glasses were ridiculous. I wonder if she actually had to wear them, like whilst filming, because that would yeah. have hurt your eyes, wouldn't it? The thing is, they might not have had any actual lens in yeah. them. They might have put it in after. Mm. But that role was actually first offered to Tilda. Uh, Tilda Swinton, who is like one of my favourite actors of all time, but um, she declined it because I think she was doing a different film at the time. I can't remember. Sorry about Kevin. Um, I can't remember what that film was called, but um, yeah, Emma Thompson took it on because she wanted to impress her four-year-old daughter, uh, who loved Harry Potter. 
So. What did you think of the night would... bus? <laughs> Ridiculous. Did you not just wish though. that was a real thing, though? No. Why? Fucking hell. I've been... Because I used to use buses all the time in London to get around. And when, like, a driver takes a sharp corner and everyone ends up on top of each other, it ain't fun. In fact, you know, it's actually quite... Um, quite... Um, scary and intrusive imagine like being able to squeeze in between other buses and just get everywhere really quickly oh yeah no okay i'll give you that yeah Mm. that's that's a good thing but um no the 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 crazy driver and is that a voodoo head what is that thing that jamaican head thing what is that that's lenny henry yeah i know not lenny henry is it (laughs) <laughs> like, it's the voice, yeah, of Lenny Henry, but that thing hanging up isn't Lenny Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but but what is it? Like, is it's it a, a shrunken, shrunken head. Voodoo head. Okay. The voodoo heads like that, aren't they? Like the guy in Beetlejuice with the little, uh, with the little head, which makes me laugh every time. I love that. Hmm. Um, but... Yeah, that was quite... Yeah, it was amusing. It was funny. So, Alan... it's just... Yeah, it's just a shrunken head that I'd know. But they they also had shrunken heads in the pub at Hogsmeade. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah. They were, like, told, rude, get out! Yeah, no one, nobody under the age of 18 today! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's talk about Sirius Black. Gary Oldman said that he accepted the role of Sirius Black because he needed the work. He had yeah. uh, acted in over a year um, as he had taken time off to be with his family. His movie was, his last movie was Sin, um, which was filmed in 2002. He also took the role to please his sons. Um, the part that um, made Oldman a hero with them and his, their schoolmates. Now, here's an interesting fact that you may not know. Have you ever watched EastEnders? Uh, yeah. Do you know there's a character in it called Big Mo? Yeah. Do you know Big Mo? Is it the woman? Yeah, like the older woman. White hair, quite... Part of the Slater family. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Gary Oldman's sister. Is it? Yeah. I did not know that. I know, not many people do. But I tell you what, if you ever see her in EastEnders again, you look at her, you can definitely see the family resemblance. There is something about that she looks like Gary Oldman. Once, once you know, once you know, you'll you'll see it. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, she's Gary Oldman's sister. That's mad I mean, to not know that. One more, more of a successful sibling than the other. But um, who measures success, eh? <laughs> but yeah, um, I thought the whole the whole idea of uh, his character, you know, like I thought the posters were great of like him screaming, you know, and be- getting really um, like aggressive in those posters made made you think, God, this guy is nuts, crazy. But then, but he obviously was just crazy. innocent. He just wanted to be free. Like, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, apparently the. The symbols that appear under his under his face and the the poster translate to more or less human. Okay. Oh, that's Which cool. I find yeah, quite like interesting. That. 
because he is he's not a fully human as he is a not a werewolf. What's the what's the other one? That they they can choose to transform into an animal. Yeah, I can't think what it's called. Oh, uh, oh yeah. They yeah, talk the about ones. it in the the dark arts class. Yeah, because one of them is one where they can turn into an animal at will, and then a werewolf is the one where they have no choice. Yeah. So Lupin's yeah. a werewolf, whereas Sirius is the other one. Yeah, I'm sure it begins with them. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. So Alfonso Cuaron had the idea that there were tiny people inhabiting Hogwarts, like jumping on piano keys in one scene. But J.K. Rowling firmly vetoed it, saying tiny people were completely foreign to the world of her books, even though in the second and fourth book um, described small garden gnomes um, which were sentient but were considered pests. So obviously, like the directors and the and the writers had their own ideas to put into it, but J.K. Rowling was like, "No, no, I'm not having that." So she got a, quite a lot of um, quite a lot of creative control over the movies. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just, so, I'm um, just I was just looking at the picture because. Apparently, shots of Azkaban Prison never actually appeared in the movie, though it was mentioned and a concept art was created. I never really clocked yeah. on that we never ever really saw Azkaban Prison. No, I don't know. Yeah. You don't get to see it at all, do you? You just see it on the posters. But let's hear from because they're building up a little bit. Also, I want to give you one last fact. Because if we are going to do Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, during the close of, of uh, Mordor's map, the name Newt Scamander can be seen. Where, what, in what scene, sorry? So in the, in the um, Marauder's map, when it's a close-up and Harry looks at it, and you can see all the names yeah. walking around. So Newt Scamander yeah. can be seen, and that's the fictional author of the book, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them in the Harry Potter universe. But he's still alive during the Harry Potter time. Must be old then. <laughs> Mustn't he? No, I think he's younger than a little bit younger than than Dumbledore, isn't he? Because they were in that in the last one together. Yeah, but they lived for a very long time. In nineteen eighty-seven, he was born. Yeah, he must be quite old. He must be just like a little, must be around like Maggie Smith's age. Well, no, because he would have, he'd be, at, I don't know why he would be. I think it's just a little bit of an Easter egg, to be honest. Like, I, I don't think we're meant to think that deep into it. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it. <laughs> but he could be visiting Dumbledore. You never know. That might be why he was there. Yeah, well, at least we know he doesn't die now. Just dramatic tension taken out of the movie, isn't it? <laughs> Ruined it. Will not be mentioned. Ruined it. Right, I'm hitting the D. I feel like I really missed out on my childhood. I've not seen any of these films. But maybe I think I think it's in the first one. That's about it. Maybe I had a, a bad childhood. No, you didn't have a bad childhood. You're just missing out, my friend. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen them before, and we're making our way through them.
Like we're we're on the fourth. Well, we're on the third film, but we'll be on the fourth film. Um. So what's along with us? Catch up. Yeah. Watch catch the first up. three, and then next week come and join us when we watch the fourth one. Yeah. That's the bloody yeah. lootly. Don't get left yeah. behind. Chief Andrew, have you not read Harry Potter, bro? Bro, you need to get ready, man. You need to get ready, bro. My brother has a Harry oh. Potter tattoo, man. You need to get ready for that shit. Josh, I, I, I need to just tell him. To, oh shit! I need to just tell oh, him to get me. You haven't read the books either. Yeah, but I've I've watched the films. <laughs> and I'm watching. I know the films. what's coming. Well, I bet you if I said to Josh that you haven't seen any of the Marvel films apart from Ant Man, I think he'd probably cry. <laughs> I think he'd I think go, Catherine. Josh might be on my side what the hell is one. wrong with you? Huh? <laughs> Listen, Catherine, what is wrong with you? You haven't watched any of the Marvel movies. That's so wrong. Yeah, but and I'm not getting. Like... I'm not getting a Harry Potter tattoo. Through that, no way. I'm, I haven't got a Harry Potter tattoo. No, but Josh said he's. I think he's got, or his brothers. I think he said he or oh. his brothers got a, a Harry Potter tattoo. I ain't getting a Harry Potter tattoo. I've already got no. a tattoo of my favourite TV show, but I'm not getting a tattoo of Harry Potter. What would you get if you could get a Harry Potter tattoo? What would you get? Um, I would probably. I don't know, you know. I don't, I don't think I would get a Harry Potter tattoo. I think you'd. Um, <laughs> I think you'd get just above above your uh, for JJ an arrow pointing down, going my chamber of secrets. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No, no, no. I mean, everyone gets like get... the arrows symbol, don't they? If you get one of them above your for JJ, say, point with an arrow pointing down, saying Chamber of Secrets, I'll get one in the same place pointing down, going, My philosopher's bone. <laughs> do you know what? Don't even tempt me because I would do it just to watch you get it done. So. <laughs> <laughs> This is such a children's show. This was such for the young ones, and now it's. I feel like everyone gets the Deathly Hallows. Everyone gets the Deathly Hallows symbol, you know, the triangle with the square, uh, with the circle in it, with the line through it. No. No. Have you not seen that? that Have you not seen that symbol? Whenever anyone talks about Harry Potter or draws Harry Potter, that's involved. It's a triangle with a circle with a line through it. Right, okay. I think I actually worked with a girl that had that tattoo on her wrist, actually. Yeah, everyone gets it. You'll come to learn what that symbol means. Um, but do you know, if I was to get anything, I'd probably get like a the stag Patronus, very delicate and pretty. The what? So this, the Patronus that Harry does at the end of this film, that's the stag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fuck the Dementors off, I'd probably get that tattooed because it's quite girly, isn't it? Yeah, that's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think probably people have got their their Gryffindor and the bloody Hufflepuff. Oh my God, did you do, your, body did you do your Pottermore test? Oh no, I haven't done it. <gasps> I haven't done it yet. I might, I'm going to do it at the end, I think. Okay. When I've seen more of like what it entails to be these houses, I need to, I need to have seen 
all of the films and, and be completely submersed in the law so that I actually get like the, my result. I look at my result and go, okay, I get that. I'm a sliver. Okay. I get it. Okay. Um, so that, yeah, that was my thinking of it anyway. It's not that I didn't okay. want to do it. It's just that I felt like I didn't know enough about about it to, to completely understand no, what my fine. result would be. That's fine. Yeah. But um, guys, what would you get if, you, if you're a Harry Potter fan? What would you get as a Harry Potter tattoo? <laughs> my God, I'm so laughing about my suggestions. That's hilarious. <laughs> my chamber is okay. my philosopher's bone. <laughs> <laughs> my philosopher's bone. Do you know what? We need to leave Harry alone a little bit. He was shit, shit wizard, terrible wizard. Yes. But we need to leave him alone <laughs> a little bit because he was the chosen one at the end of the day. If Hermione was the chosen one, there would have been half a book, one chapter. There would literally have been one chapter if Hermione was the chosen one. But unfortunately, she wasn't. So it had to be Harry. And Harry, he used to piss me off. He was what dickhead. But <laughs> Ron, girl like Hermione, all that man there. Real nigger shit, real gangster shit. Excuse my French. But yeah. I mean, he's different. I feel like we, I feel like this show has got darker, like the films. Like, mm. you know, we've taken a more adult turn. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, it's grown up now, isn't it? What was I going to say? Like, I was going to say something in relation to what he said, but I can't remember what he said now. You said his point, he has a point, point. he said. You said he had about, a point. It was something to do with Harry. Harry being a bit of a bit. And no, he said if Hermione was the chosen one, it would last half a book. I really can't remember what I was going to say. What? Oh, I, you know, I, I agree. I think that um, to be a hero, to be a chosen one, you have to be a flawed character. Look at other film franchises that have got the chosen one. You've got obviously Star Wars. Um, Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one, but then Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader, so that's like a fucking, you know, mess that up. And then you've got mm-hmm. things like The Matrix, where Neo is meant to be the chosen one, but then, you know, buggers the whole thing up and dies at the end of the third film. So there's like chosen ones in movies don't, are not usually the most worthy of holding that title. No, fact, I agree. Most of the time they're not. Because otherwise there wouldn't be any like dramatic tension or or story, I mean, would they? If they let's not forget that Harry only found out he was a wizard two years ago. He's still shit. He had... I mean he is shit. Yeah, but he had no idea that this whole world existed and that he was the biggest part of this world. Like Hermione's known from day dot that she was a witch and you know, she's probably been at home age three practicing being a witch, whereas Harry's never had that. He's he's twelve years, eleven years behind everybody else. Catherine, we all are supposed to sit there like draw on the floor just because he can make light come from the end of his wand. You know, like we're like, wow, light, and you're like, hang on a minute, this is the most powerful wizard we've seen. You like look at Hogwarts as a whole and and everything that can happen and all the magic in Hogwarts and things that other wizards can do, and we're like surprised. I mean, my iPhone torch is brighter than the light that came out of his fucking wand. <laughs> I mean, some of it, I'm, I'm, this isn't really going to ruin it, but, but you'll find out that Snape can't can use magic without his wand. 
And it's when you look back on the films, uh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Because you think, why didn't you just do this? <laughs> In certain yeah, situations. Like you yeah. could use, you don't have I mean, to use there's... a wand. <laughs> there's definitely spells that they're using over and over again. I feel like it's because it's the only one the kids can pronounce. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Okay. Ne- next matter. Also, the geezer that played Cedric Diggory, also known as James Patterson in real life, asked out my little sister's best mate, my big <gasps> sister's best mate in college. A few oh, years ago, before God. he got famous and everything, but he was Cedric Diggory. So, yeah, the fact that you've never seen Harry Potter's Red Harry Potter, you're red naked. <laughs> oh, okay. That's 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 um, a little bit of goss there. I bet she... Do, hang on, but did she say yes? I know, yeah. That's the question. Did they say yes? Because... Um, if they didn't, then... I'm invested it. in this now. Uh, it is Matthew Lewis, um, who is um, Neville, who is now really fit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was He's definitely the ugly duckling. He's, he was the ugly duckling. And now he's... Uh... <whistles> Whoa! Hello! <Awesome>. You. Hello! <laughs> Catherine, you just ruined it. You just ruined it. You just told him <gasps> that Snape becomes defence against the dark arts teacher. You just ruined it for him. He hasn't read it did yet. It. You ruined it. Uh, I, did. I didn't. Uh, I said. Uh, I said he may or may not. I didn't say he did. You ruined it. <laughs> not you, Josh, Catherine. you ruined it. Josh, you ruined it. And I'm not being funny, but it's pretty obvious because they're going through them like there's no tomorrow. And Snape's going to be the only teacher frigging left. <laughs> He's going to be the only I one wouldn't that's be surprised if, I know, I wouldn't be surprised if Maggie Smith takes on the role and turns into a fucking scorpion. <laughs> Starts bringing all the kids. <laughs> Get back to Downton Abbey, love. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, okay, well, I, I, it was it's pretty obvious, to be fair. Like, he is sort of born to play that part with his looks and his grunge, you know, and his sort of 90s grunge bad look. He definitely deserves to play that part. Okay, yeah. now slash. Mind your head. Oh. Oh, is that a clue? Is that something upcoming? Mind your head? Maybe. At this point, I'm not oh. saying anything, so I'm getting accused of ruining everything for you. <laughs> uh oh, Catherine's getting accused. Okay, just fill the dead air, Catherine. I just need to approve some messages. Okay, well, um, I'm just quickly writing out a summary, and I, I forgot to do this for the next film. Um, so I just play a message. Play a message. <laughs> well done, Snape. After all this time, always. We we Ooh. we do love Snape. Snape, you like Snape? Yeah, I like Snape. I won't say why, because I'll get accused of ruining it. 
She said no, and to this day, we still take the piss out of her, including my parents. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww. Oh, man. What is that, Jeff? You're a bastard, Harry. Just You're a bastard. Keith, have you ever watched um... the Have you ever watched the Harry Potter sock puppet thing? The what? The Harry Potter puppets. No. Have you I never think seen? I'm going to have to watch. No, I have to watch that after the films. No, it's no, no, it's not. It's literally like a video, a three minute video that went viral of someone with puppets going, "I'm Harry Potter, Harry, Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Snape." Snape, Severus, Snape, Ron Weasley, Snape, <laughs> Severus, Snape. It's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> You're not selling it. It sounds really annoying. I feel like I've I feel like I've heard it and seen it just from you doing the rhyme. Yeah, but it's really, really I feel funny. Like I lived it. It's really good. Okay, I will watch it. Okay, we've got yeah. some. Let's quick fire through these messages because they're one statement messages, which are really. Uh, quite cute. I thought they were cute, so I thought we're going to get these uh, done. You've never seen Harry Potter? Oh my gosh. <gasps> oh gosh. Oh gosh. Golly gosh. Never watched it. Oh gosh. Best Harry Potter movie is the fourth one. The Goblet of Fire. Ooh, that's the one we're on next. I'm loving his energy. Yeah. Golly gosh. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. Ah, ah, he just threw me across the room. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Hello, it's Alistair Rooney, ex-Aura. Oh, oh, what's that? Is that something upcoming? I don't recognise that. Maybe. No, oh, maybe. Guys, oh, let's make oh. a petition to bring Harry Potter back. It's the best. Oh, that's cute. Well, when the when the show opens again, me and Catherine are going to go and watch that Harry yeah. Potter and the Cursed Child. I've yes. already seen it, so I might be nudging her like when something exciting is coming up. It's coming up. Um, <laughs> Dementors, Dementors are good. Not yeah. Death Eaters. There's no Death Eaters aren't a thing, are they? Death Eaters are a thing. Right, it's the Death Eaters, not the Dementors. Then okay, the Death oh, so you Eaters know... are good. So do, do you know who the Death Eaters are? Do you know what, what they are? I can't really remember. I was too busy going, wow, at the time. All right. How are they doing that? How are they doing it? Snape. Uh-oh. Snape. Severus. Snape. Snape. Severus. Snape. Dump the door. Dump the door. I love it how that was the quietest that Josh has been because he's probably thinking, oh shit, my neighbours must think I'm nuts. Yeah. Snape. Snape. Severus. Snape. Ron Weasley. Snape. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> I, do you know what it's got? Let me go and have a look how many views it's got on YouTube because it's got so many views. Uh, what's it called? Harry? Well, if you guys are singing it, and obviously Josh knows it as well, like it must. All the Harry Potter fans must have watched it, right? Harry Potter puppets. Uh, it's called the mysterious ticking noise Potter puppet pals, and oh, it was okay. 
came out in 2007. Okay. I'll have a look for it. I'll have a look. Oh, Catherine. Catherine, don't look for it now, love. I've lost you. Yes. I lost you for a minute. I think you clicked oh. off and it, 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 it disappeared. It came, it came out 13 years ago and it's got 195 million views on the original. Shit. God. But it, I wish I'd get that many listeners on this show. <laughs> Can you imagine? I've lost you again. Sorry. Uh, it, it's so funny. You need to go and watch it. The Potter Puppet Powers. Yeah, I will. I will. Don't you worry about that. Right, Catherine, you know what time it is. It is time for you to tease me about what is coming next in okay. Harry Potter so, and the Goblet of Fire. Very difficult one to tease without okay. giving too much away, but um, psst, Voldemort's back. <gasps> Do you know what? I did think that this... Um, film was seriously lacking in some Voldemort action so okay Voldemort's back okay Um, we go to the Quidditch World Cup there's a Quidditch World Cup yep but isn't there only one school for wizardry and that's Hogwarts nope (gasps) oh I didn't know that and we're going to learn that in the next film because we have the oh. Triwizard Tournament where we meet students from other wizarding schools. Okay, okay. Yeah. And we meet the Death Eaters. Oh, okay. Now, I've met the Death Eaters before in yeah. person. They were really nice. Don't buy yeah. their own drinks, though. <laughs> yeah, no, they strike me as those but... kind of people that would buy their own drinks. <laughs> yeah, they never get around in. But no, okay, I can imagine. Good, good news. Okay, yeah. can I just have a clue to um, like what teacher we've got coming? Who's teaching dark art? <laughs> uh, oh, who is it in defense? I'm gonna have to Google. I just can't think who it is. Okay, let me play these messages while you think. Hey, 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 witches! How are you both doing? <laughs> Um, are you still alright for our talk in 15 minutes, Catherine? Just double yeah. checking. Yeah. Hope you're both good. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Carol. She ruined it. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, Carol, I'll be, do I'll be fine. <laughs> you know what? I've um, never done it. Even in a relationship, I've never even done it. I don't get it. What do I, what do I call it? I call it happy... Um, like pretend our relationship is still viable day that's what i call yeah. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> we still love each other don't we yes here's some presents yeah. and a meal and blah, blah, blah. we still love each other blah, 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 blah. so um defense against the dark arts professor in the goblet of fire is the one and only yeah. david Tennant. oh, oh well he's gonna be a wrong one <laughs> it's a wrong one already mad eye moody but okay, the thing is it's not, it's so it's not actually David Tennant. Okay, say so no Alan, more. Say no more. Alistair Moody. Say no more. Yeah, it's not David Tennant okay. that, that actually plays him, but it's David Tennant's character. Very confusing. You'll understand. It's Brendan Gleeson that By plays 
who plays oh, Mad-Eye. Like Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, he's so he's an... He shows Mr. Mercedes. If you haven't seen Mr. Mercedes, watch it. It's a Stephen King series. Very good. He plays the main mm. part in that. And he's he, obviously he, in Bruges as well. Yeah, he plays the Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher. But Alistair Moody and David Tennant are the same person. But I guess you'll find out about that next week. Okay, I feel like that's an overshare. Is that an overshare? No, because... You get, you're not, no, it's not an overshare. I don't think it's an overshare. Okay. It's number three, the one where it's that big massive tree and he meets his uncle. Yes. Because if it is, that is my most favouritest one. I love that one the best out of all of them. That's the His one. godfather cow. <laughs> Do you know what? The Prisoner of Azkaban amongst a lot of Harry Potter fans is their favourite film. Lots of people that Has I speak to say... Are you are you talking? Hang on, okay. As Kel dropped something. No, she is on about this film. No, she is on about the Prisoner of Azkaban because it's yeah. it's his Godfather, isn't it? Serious Black. Yeah, yeah, his Godfather. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 No, Ireland played. England played. Everyone played. Um... Romania played. They had Victor Crumb. You'll see him in Cobbler of Fire. Big G will be out here. Yeah, Hermione liked him. Spoiler alert. But um, even Uganda, oh. where my parents are from, Uganda were in the book in the Quidditch World Cup. And in the movie, you see the Ugandan flag where my mother is from. <gasps> she grew up. Yeah, fun fact. Oh, wow. Yes, there's a real That's sense of, of that it's not just... It's all over the world. There's witches and wizards all over the world. And we kind of learn that in the next film. Because I just didn't know. I just didn't know whether there were like different schools. I thought that Hogwarts was a school that like everyone from around the world came to. It was like the hub no. of wizards and witches. No, but there are other. That's schools. just England. That's just Britain's. Okay, so we only focus on that because Harry Potter's there. Yeah, but like I said, because of the Triwizard Tournament, we we meet two other schools from other countries. And um, is Hermione going to get some? Going to get some in the next one? Well, she have a lovely press. She may or she may do. Yeah, but we also learn that somebody's. We also learn that somebody's got an interest in Hermione. It's definitely Ron. And it's one of the things about Harry Potter. She kept grabbing onto him and holding hands with him and everything. Yeah. Oh, although I'm not, I'm just gonna say this. Don't don't I won't say anything else. Obviously, I know how that situation works out because I've seen the cursed child. But yeah. blah 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 blah. Moving on, moving on. Mad Eye Moody. It's Mad Eye Moody, but it's not really. Oh, watch it. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, <laughs> Mad Eye Moody. Uh, Moody. Mad Eye Moody. Mad Eye Moody. Okay, this is the last uh, message because Catherine's got to go off and do a Valentine's Day special and I'm going to um, uh, watch the end of the movie that I'm watching and then I'm doing uh, that stereo theatre show at 8 o'clock. So anyway, here we go. But when Harry's name came out of the Goblet of Fire, that was what? fucking insane. What oh, the what? fuck? When I read yeah. that, I was like, Jesus yeah. is Lord, what is going on? Someone setting him up, and who ended up being a Death Eater? Remember that, Catherine? Who ended up being a Death Eater? Uh. 
I feel like was that big spoiler? A, a little bit. I don't. I didn't understand it anyway. So. Okay. Well. Harry's name's drawn out the goblet and becomes a Death Eater. What? No. So, Harry's name is drawn no, out. Don't the tell goblet. me. Don't tell me. Okay. Don't tell me. I really don't <laughs> want to know. I want to okay. wait for next week. Okay. Right. Go off. Have a beverage. Enjoy your show with Kel. Uh, thank you very much. I'll be watching The Goblet of Fire next Sunday morning. Uh, I've got a nice little routine. I wake up on a Sunday, have my breakfast, watch a Harry Potter movie, make some notes, and then get on with my day and then come and do this. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. We, we've started watching it. Uh, well, we're going to watch it on Saturday nights because it's just something to do on a Saturday night. Exactly, Monday. Yeah. Right, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. We will be back Thanks for being here. next week at 6pm GMT here on yep. Stereo for I've Never Seen Harry Potter 4. Um, the Goblet, Goblet of Fire. Of fire. So, I think you're going to like the woo! next film. I really do think you're going okay. like, to love, I think you're going to love the next film. I'm going to go as far as to say that it possibly might be your favourite. Oh, okay. But then seeing that you said the last one is the best, this is quite interesting. Yeah, in my opinion, the last one's the best, but I think Goblet of Fire is going to be your personal favourite. Just because yeah. of the type of magic and things and the elements that it brings, I think it's going to be your favourite. Yeah. Uh, we just got a message from Timothy David TV. A uh, bit disappointed that he's joining us at the end. But don't worry, Timothy David TV. We'll be back uh, next week at 6pm GMT where we'll be talking about Goblet of Fire. So don't worry. <laughs> We've still got a long way to go. We need, we, well, next week, after next week, we'll be halfway through, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. But then we're doing next Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, and then it's fantastic. my turn to choose something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! Please <laughs> don't let ideas, it be Marvel. But, uh... Don't let it be Star Wars. Don't let it Oi. be James Bond. Oi. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> don't let it be rude like you. <laughs> <laughs> right, go away. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone out Happy there. Valentine. Happy Valentine's. That was even that was yesterday. Ma- yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that is. Happy Galentine's. It's Galentine's? Yeah, it's February Six. the 13th. Ah, uh, okay. Be gals. Do you know what Steak yeah. and Blowjob Day is? On March the 14th. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's usually for, um, isn't that like sort of a counterbalance Valentine's Day? Yeah. But we were discussing this yesterday on the Saturday morning show and uh, no one knew what it was. <laughs> but this year it's oh. doubled on Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> ew! Ew! ew. Exactly, ew. I'm going to leave you with that yeah. thought. <laughs> no, me neither. Right, Catherine, enjoy your show, darling. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. See you next week, guys. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast live. Don't forget, you can get involved on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or recommendations, you can send those to filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. Thank you very much and I hope that you join us next time here at the Films I Love Most podcast. (laughs) 